Film Junkies doing a movie review of Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Now, this is a really curious one, just going into it. I've been toing and froing, debating whether in fact I should review it, could review it. Portrait of a Lady on Fire is a film directed by Celine, Celine Schiammer. Do, do excuse my pronunciations here. These, she's a French director. Uh, she's directed movies like Girlhood, Tomboy, Water Lilies. Um, she's a uh, lesbian uh, filmmaker and this is a film that is essentially a, it's a tale of lesbian love, requited and, and unrequited lesbian love. A few months ago I was sort of bemoaning the fact that we no longer get those films, those French movies where characters sort of wander from set to set just looking lost and meaningful and full of sort of the woes of life and the ennui of existence and what does this mean, what does that mean, what, what is my purpose here and all that kind of stuff. And then, and then lo and behold, this arrives, which a number of our dear uh, film followers, film fans, popcorn junkies fans have been urging us to watch and have claimed for many, many people has been their film of the year. Um, so I'm going to tread carefully. I'm only going to tread carefully because in many ways, I don't think this is a film uh, for whom I'm the target audience. So, you know, for me to kind of give it a critique, obviously I'm a straight heterosexual white male uh, reviewing a film about the frustrations and the difficulties surrounding expressing love between women in the late 19th century. I think it's set in the 1870s or thereabouts. In fact, no, it's set in the late 1700s, so it's set in the late 18th century. I don't know if this time is a particular time. I don't know what this time's sort of relevance is historically and, and why it's particularly set there. At its simplest, it's the story of a woman, Marianne, who is a painter, who's been hired by a well-to-do household in France uh, to paint a portrait of Eloise, who is uh, a young, very attractive woman who has recently left the convent uh, and she's being prepared, essentially, for married life. Um, and so the mother of Eloise is uh, wanting a painter, an artist, to um, get close enough to her daughter, Eloise, uh, and and execute a painting that can essentially, I think, and I believe this was the sort of standard procedure back in the day, that a painting would be painted of a viable, you know, wife or partner, and this would be taken to potential suitors, and they would make a decision based on this. So Marianne arrives, played by French actress Noémie Melant, uh, beautifully played, actually, by Noémie Melant. Again, apologies for my pronunciation. Um, and she is kind of employed, although she's employed as a painter to get a likeness of Eloise uh, for her mother to then use for potential suitors. Um, she's She also sort of masquerades as being a sort of uh, a chaperone of sorts. So they're having to try and get her in alongside Eloise by stealth. A sort of, you know, there's a little bit of deceit. They need to be a bit of a con because previous painters have got close to Eloise. But once Eloise sort of learnt that they were kind of doing this in order to kind of marry her off and all that kind of stuff, she, she managed to sort of dodge the bullet and avoid being painted, essentially. Uh, or she made life difficult for previous artists. So this artist, Noemi Melant, is employed, she comes in, and what happens essentially across the body of this two-hour film is not an awful lot, and yet an extraordinary amount emotionally, I'd say. Um, it's an incredibly spare, sparse, very unscripted, virtually no music, 
the, the compositions of the shots are incredibly static and stared. There's, there's bits, a few moments of camera movement, but not a great deal. There's a distinct sense of the Brontes, you know, there's the cliff edges of the French coast. There's a lot of shots of walking along those, a lot of sort of running up to the edge of the cliff and sort of, you know, you know, and sort of passionate displays of emotion. And across the body of the film, Marianne, the painter, slowly starts to essentially gain the sort of trust of Eloise uh, and the loyalty and uh, she observes her a great deal and starts to gently and slowly start to sketch around her person. Um, and this process, you know, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of any film that kind of focuses on the arts and the process of creating art. And I think, you know, a number of other observers have mentioned this and critics have mentioned this. I think what makes this film quite interesting and quite a compelling film is that we're very used to seeing um, artists and their subjects or the you know the, the people that they're painting we're very used to the image of a male artist painting a sort of female woman and painting them in a certain way whether it be you know Rodin or as a sculptor or Renoir or Monet you know whoever it is that's been painting someone you're often you often see that portrayed in movies but what we've never really seen is the way in which a woman or a female artist who clearly develops a, a love and an obsession and a fascination with her subject as she does in this film We've really seen um, the subject, the female body or the female subject seen through the eyes of a woman. And so this film becomes quite a, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I didn't say, it, you know, it, it not a lot happens and it takes its time in, in, in showing us the burgeoning love and lust at times between these two key characters. It is essentially a love story between the two of them and it's about the way in which through the medium of, of art and representation and being painted and allowing oneself to be seen, that's an important theme in the film, is the way in which Eloise allows herself to be seen and whether in fact Marianne sees her for what she is and the way in which Marianne sees her. So it asks a lot of questions about what we see in each other. And I think that's kind of universal. I think that kind of reaches out to a heterosexual audience too. You know, how do we look at those that we love? How do we see those that we love? And how do they want to be seen? So there's all of that stuff going on. But none of this is writ large in the script. You're sort of, you know, it's a very minimalist. I mean, she's known the director, Celine Sciamma, for quite minimalist approach to, to filmmaking. And, and, you know, you're afforded no narrative help here. You have to sit with it. It's almost a mindful watch. I found it quite a meditative experience kind of watching it. And, uh, you know, it wasn't rushed. It's not hurried. It, it, it ticks all those boxes. If you're wanting to go and see a film that you can just sit with and slowly be sl sort of enraptured by, it, the Brontes is a good grab. If you take the Brontes, if you take a burgeoning lesbian love affair it it doesn't what i was relieved to to see was it didn't fall foul of all of the obvious kind of lesbian sex scenes that you sometimes feel are plonked in these dramas for the essentially the titillation of heterosexual men more often than not it was a very tender relationship it was a very restrained relationship you felt you know of the time 1770s or wherever it's set you know you felt the way in which they would have been judged but at the same time they felt they could express themselves to each other and there was this distinct sense of a ticking time bomb because at a certain point in the film um, Eloise's mother goes away and says when I come back the painting must be ready uh, Marianne has a couple of attempts to paint uh, Eloise and they fail 
Uh, and that's about how are they are they really seeing each other are they completely seeing each other and then there's a rather beautiful sort of build up towards this slightly crescendo like emotional crescendo that has to be managed socially so you've got this sort of surface of everyone being polite and everything but underneath it you know that as the, the mum comes back as the final painting is delivered and as you know this is happening you know that Mariana has to sort of leave she's done her job and Eloise is about to be shipped off and, and essentially married off to someone that sense of inevitability and the frustration of not being able to break with that tradition or step outside of that becomes very evident and it's, it becomes a very real sort of drama, but it's quite a low-key, pulsing drama that's incredibly moving. There are some gothic touches, there are some really nice moments where there are shots of Eloise which are quite abstract and seem quite timeless, where she's sort of framed in a doorway, lit, you know, in a sort of beautifully white dress, lit quite gothically. Um, there's 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 even a nod to sort of social realism where there's a maid who sort of is there when the mother goes away and the maid accidentally gets pregnant and there's this whole sort of protracted scene where she essentially has an abortion or goes through the process of trying to lose the baby because she doesn't want the baby and that's dealt with in an incredibly non-verbal but tender and distinctly feminine fashion. Um, there's one moment on the beach where I couldn't quite work out why they'd all gathered, but there's suddenly there's a gathering of women. They sort of stumble across a local gathering of women from the local community and they all break into song. And at first it struck me as a bit, you know, it, it kind of really jarred because there'd been no sort of music within the whole within the whole film. And then it was quite a it was quite a moving, elegiac, quite magical moment. You know, in a weird way, I would have under normal circumstances been so bored by this or potentially bored by this and I would have turned away from it. When I, when I knew how long it was and I knew what it was about, I can't say I was, I was thinking, well, this is... I, I was sort of thinking, is this necessarily relevant to me? But as I sat with it, it kind of... It kind of... It kind of mesmerised me. It kind of hypnotised me. And I was reminded, actually, that in a weird way, the whole film's a bit analogous with today of, of kind of, you know, can I have a selfie with you type thing? Um, you know, I'm not going to have... You know, because there's a point where Eloise, the subject who's being painted, says, well, you know... Uh, you're going to have a, you're going to have an image of me to remember me by because Marianne was was painting a little kind of cameo image of her, but Eloise was saying I won't have anything to remember you by, and so she paints an image of herself and she puts it in the book, and many years later, towards the end of the film, and this is a spoiler, uh, whilst Marianne is wandering around a gallery of, of exhibited paintings or what have you, she sees a portrait of Eloise by someone else, and in the portrait, Eloise has got her finger on a page in the book. And the page is the number of the page that the painting of Marianne is on. So in that weird way, she was holding on to the memory of her. And then there's another final scene where they don't meet, but Marianne sees Eloise at the theatre, at the opera or a symphony being played. And there's a piece of music that's being played. And it's an extraordinarily long zoom in. And it's an incredibly moving and sweet moment where you can see that for Eloise, the memory of Marianne is so keenly felt in this music that Marianne earlier in the film tinkled out on a piano and said, if you go to the city, you'll hear this. So it was a very gentle film. It was a very, very slow film. If you like your narratives to chomp along, this might not be for you. If you fancy handing two hours to over to a sort of very deep meditation on what it means to love someone, what it means to look at and be seen by those you, who love you and to look at those you love. And, you know, if you want to start 
sitting there thinking about all the big questions of art and and how women have been represented in art and how perhaps the whole history of women in art could have been different if more and more women could have been out about their sexuality. It makes you realise that there's virtually no, I think the director's gone on record as talking about the fact that, you know, the history books just don't demonstrate enough examples of lesbian relationships in history. And if this film serves one purpose, I think in a weird way, perhaps it being set in this 1870s locate, uh, you know, timescale, uh, perhaps this film could become a, albeit artificially created, because I don't think they're based on any real characters, but could become a sort of artificially created historic myth or story or tale that resonates throughout history so that the idea of lesbianism isn't just something that's very much a late 20th century, 21st century phenomenon. It's something that clearly will have inevitably been there since the year dot, and this allows us to access it at a historical point way earlier than our current time now. And I think in that sense, it becomes a very important piece in the jigsaw of piecing together uh, lesbian history and uh, lesbian culture, if you like, and, and, and what have you. So on that sense, you know, I watched this through the eyes of my mum, who's gay. I watched this thinking, you know, this is going to really speak and resonate to a very specific audience, but there is, there's enough in it. There's enough thoughts and themes and thematics. There's enough kind of emotional com complications and although the drama is at a very low beat it's a sizzling reality you know they want to be together and and they can't be and, that, and that's enough to hold you to the very end uh, so it was a very you know it's not normally the kind of film I would have gone for and it's not necessarily the kind of French film but hey it makes a change doesn't it rather than having male white French intellectuals wandering around wondering what the point of life is or what the meaning of life is having two women who are essentially gay doing the same thing is a better alternative.